0: Welcome to Lit Poetry, the podcast where we go on a journey of discovery, reading, analysing and discussing great poetry from around the world. Poetry is worth it because the reading and writing of poetry is a revolutionary act that has the potential to transform both the reader and our world.
1: I'm your host, James Laidler, Australian poet and writer. And in today's episode, we'll be exploring the haunting poem I Felt a Funeral in My Brain by Emily Dickinson. So let's take a listen.
0: I Felt a Funeral in My Brain by Emily Dickinson I felt a funeral in my brain and mourners to and fro kept treading, treading till it seemed that sense was breaking through. And when they all were seated, a service, like a drum, kept beating, beating, till I thought my mind was going numb. And then I heard them lift a box and creak across my soul with those same boots of lead again. Then space began to toll as all the heavens were a bell and being but an ear, and I, and silence, some strange race, wrecked solitary here. And then a plank in reason broke, and I dropped down and down, and hit a world at every plunge, and finished knowing then.
1: So let's talk history. Dickinson was born on December the 10th, 1830 in Massachusetts and died at the age of 55 on May the 15th, 1886. Dickinson was an American lyric poet who lived in seclusion and commanded a singular brilliance of style and integrity of vision. With Walt Whitman, she's widely considered to be one of the two leading American poets of the 19th century. It should be noted that the American romantics and transcendentalists had a strong literary influence on Dickerson's life and her development as a poet. Poets within these movements put an emphasis on the power of an individual's mind to both reason and activate its imagination. And they also promoted a renewed sense of how important nature was to the human race. While Whitman used a spacious style that tended to draw in and celebrate the wide complexity of American life and society, Dickinson explored a very interior style of poetry. And this focus is very notable in I Felt a Funeral in My Brain. In this poem, we actually get this profound vision of a person's own consciousness, their own Self-awareness, that strange feeling we all know of somehow being a passenger in our own heads and dialoguing with ourselves and observing ourselves. With Dickinson growing up within a devoutly religious Christian community and being exposed to a number of religious revivals in her time, it's not surprising that in Dickinson's poetry she explores existential themes. Our poem today is a case in point. However, even though she was deeply affected by the religious zeitgeist of her time, ultimately, Dickinson's poems make it quite clear that she struggled when her thoughts turned to God. Indeed, she ultimately rejected organised religion, and many of her poems questioned the very existence of God, an activity that would have been seen as scandalous, if not blasphemous, when she lived. Perhaps this therefore goes some way to accounting for her reclusiveness as a poet in a world that would have been somewhat hostile to her views if fully revealed. As such, only 10 of Emily Dickinson's nearly 1800 poems were known to have been published in her lifetime, with the bulk of her work only discovered after her death. I want to talk here a little bit about the form of the poem. Dickinson mostly worked in styles of poetry suggestive of hymns and ballads, with lines of three or four stresses. Dickinson freely ignored many of the usual rules for writing poetry and even of grammar. And in the intellectual content of her work, she likewise proved exceptionally bold and original. Her poetry is distinguished by its compressed nature. It's often tormented and haunting personal voice, perplexing luminosity, and it's down-to-earth tone. I felt a funeral in my brain employs a ballad stanza with five quatrains following an A-B-C-B rhyme scheme. Dickinson often employs this form. It provides a ready-made structure that provides some order to her imaginative improvisations. Here, even though the poem is about the unravelling of the speaker of the poem's mind, the process by which this disintegration happens to the speaker has a kind of order to it, mimicked by the poem's formal structuring. Each stanza embodies a clear step along the way, relating to traditional stages of a funeral. Stanza 1 could be seen as representing the wake. Stanza 2, the service stanza three the procession, stanza four the funeral toll and stanza five the burial. The ballad stanza has a long history in English literature. Most prominently it's often used in narrative poems. Dickinson doesn't always tell a story in her poems but here she does. The stages of the funeral become events in the story that are taking place within the speaker's mind. In fact Readers might think of both poems and funerals as ritualised stories. Now I want to talk a little bit about some of the themes in the poem, starting with the theme of the loss of sanity. Dickinson's poems explore the difficulty of understanding the mysterious thoughts and feelings that happen inside people, often interpreted as a study of a nightmarish descent into insanity. One interpretation of the poem is that it bears witness to the trauma and powerlessness that accompanies losing one's grip on reality. Throughout the poem, the speaker's mind seems confused and passive. Indeed, the funeral of the opening line can arguably be read as a reference to the death of the speaker's reason or sanity. As the funeral's mourners repetitively tread through the speaker's mind, their steps seem to wear down whatever is holding sense back. The speaker waits for sense to come breaking through, basically, for meaning to return, alternatively sense breaking through could be referring to the fragility of that sense itself further reflecting the broken and disorderly nature of the speaker's mind in both cases sense whether physical or rational does not come back the speaker's thoughts become numb in response to the drum-like beating of the funeral service this unusual simile creates a thudding sense of helplessness perhaps sonically illustrating rather paradoxically and awareness of the fact that the mind is deteriorating from the tremors of the sound it's being exposed to. In other words, the funeral hammers home the death of the speaker's sanity like nails hammering down a coffin lid. The speaker can't escape her knowledge and experience of self-awareness is both excruciating and never-ending. The mourners carry a box, perhaps a coffin containing the speaker's reason, and the speaker is left wrecked, solitary here, beset by a profoundly painful and isolating encounter. Indeed, the poem's initial extended metaphor or conceit of a funeral taking place in the brain summons an elaborate vision of the mind's structure as being full of inexplicable, inaccessible features. For example, the opening of the poem essentially asks the reader to envision the speaker's mind as a two-floor building. The speaker only has restricted access to this structure, Here's the funeral on the second floor from the floor below. Furthermore, the events of the funeral are hard to perceive, as Dickinson describes events through the use of sound rather than sight. Events are felt and heard, rather than seen as the surface doesn't contain words, but rather beats like a drum. Because of this secrecy, the speaker becomes a kind of outcast in their own mind. The funeral takes on a life of its own, mirroring the growing feeling of psychological alienation experienced as the speaker becomes ever more detached from his or her own unfathomable thoughts. At the close of the poem, reason breaks and the speaker plunges down and down into a future which is intentionally left uncertain through the inconclusive ending on the word then. The image of falling that occurs towards the end illustrates how the speaker's mind has also fallen into disorder. At the end, the speaker is finished knowing, and as I already mentioned, the then that ends the poem points to the ultimate unknowability in regards to what comes next. In the end, the poem ignites a sense of awe and terror in the reader as it traces out a path that leads to mental disintegration. Universe as an unknowable mystery is another central theme in this poem. As the poem moves along, the speaker comes to understand that reason, the ability to find order and meaning in the world, is essentially a human invention and myth in the face of an immense and unknowable universe. The speaker's loss of sense in the poem can be seen, therefore, simply as the result of being exposed to the senselessness of the universe itself. This senselessness can be heard in the creaking of the soul and the snopping of the boots of lead as the poem moves towards the tolling of a bell that rings out across the entirety of space. This moment seamlessly transforms the inner world, the soul, into the outer world, space. And since Dickinson's poems often speculate on the existence of God, This can be read as a moment of confrontation between the speaker and a terrifying question about the divine. For Dickinson, in the unknowable universe, things in this world can only ever be perceived rather than explained. This epiphany about the universe strips the speaker of their security and the certainty of who they are, turning them into some strange race. Of course, when the poem began, it explicitly compared the speaker's mind to a building. That building's collapse represents the collapse of order and reason, so that the speaker confronts an endless universe that cannot be explained through human means. When the speaker says a plank of reason broke, the floorboards of the mind finally snap. By explicitly associating these boards with reason, the speaker treats rationality as a man-made structure. One that can be broken by external forces. In other words, the universe doesn't obey the supposedly rational rules created by people. In fact, it actively works to destroy them. Just a few final thoughts on this poem. This is a baffling little poem. It inspires a wide variety of responses. Some critics see it as a depiction of a real funeral. Others say that even if it originates with a real funeral about someone's physical death, the funeral image becomes symbolic and metaphorical, representing something else, some sort of agony, or perhaps the process of going mad. Some critics see the poem as depicting the extinction of consciousness after death and find the poem despairing. Yet others see Dickinson as suggesting that some new way of perception can be attained after death and they see something more positive going on. What are readers to make of this? It does seem that Emily Dickinson has left things deliberately vague here, and perhaps that is part of her point. She is talking of the difficulty of knowing and understanding. But although there are difficulties, it does seem that the poem is telling readers that the difficulties can be worked through. At the end, the poem seems to take readers to a better place, although a lot depends on the meaning of the phrase finished knowing in the last line. By finished knowing, does the speaker mean that she can no longer know anything, a rather negative conclusion? Does she mean she now knows everything she needs to know, that is, that she has finally figured things out, a much more positive suggestion? Or does she mean she is finished with knowing because she has moved on to some better form of perception, such as feeling or something connecting with the universe more successfully than through conventional forms of knowing? Again, a much more positive view. To me, Dickinson has moved from the myth that says all life's mysteries will one day be known, and has embraced the rather important wisdom that says, the older I get, the less I actually know, rather than be and oppressive reality, that sort of wisdom can be very liberating to people who are brave enough to embrace it. So we'll finish here with one last listen to the poem, read by the fabulous Lucy Freeman. And if you want to view the video clip for this poem, then visit our Lit Poetry channel on YouTube. To support our work, you can donate to Lit Poetry through the Patreon link on the website. See
0: you later. I felt a funeral in my brain, by Emily Dickinson. I felt a funeral in my brain, and mourners to and fro kept treading, treading, till it seemed that sense was breaking through. And when they all were seated, a service, like a drum, kept beating, beating, till I thought my mind was going numb. And then I heard them lift a box and creak across my soul with those same boots of lead again, then space began to toll. As all the heavens were a bell and being but an ear and I and silence, some strange race, wrecked solitary here. And then a plank in reason broke, and I dropped down and down and hit a world at every plunge and finished knowing then. You've been listening to the Lit Poetry Podcast presented by James Laidler. For more podcasts, poetry videos, and other useful resources, visit our website at www.litpoetry.com. Thanks for listening.